0: it's all good man hey it's all good man it's all good man
1: hey hey it's all good man take three it's all good man the better better All podcast my name is brian and with me as always is my co-host dave dave how you
0: doing today <laughs> from our family to yours brian
1: oh is that what that meant
0: yeah that's what uh, de nuestra familia a la suya
1: oh uh, i for some reason i could never read the last word
0: uh google translate bitches
1: Ah, uh, no i mean i i mean i would have google translated i just couldn't i literally
0: couldn't read the last word
1: it's like every time I I... I
0: I paused it when he stuck it into the ground.
1: Yeah. But for some reason, my stream wasn't huh. like, uh, it, it wasn't clear enough.
0: Really? Yeah. Uh, this, this episode is brought to you by Google translate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I guess you
1: guys, was, well, you guys by now know what we're talking about, but anyway, Dave and I, we, we get the, the screener copies and they're through like a secured website and I think I just have so many devices in my house right now between the kids, the video game systems, the iPads, the computers and everything, pulling so much bandwidth that it, the stream just isn't as clear as it could be. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally, I've watched it twice now. <laughs> and each time I've tried to figure out what the hell that last word is, and I, <laughs> I couldn't figure out what the last word is.
0: I was on that with the uh, the ice cream shop. It took me forever to figure out what the ice cream shop's called. Yeah, I thought about writing that down too. What's it called? I did. We'll get there. Okay, no, it's, <laughs> it's the Greek winker. The Greek winker. It it translates to the Greek winker.
1: That sounds uh, vaguely erotic. <laughs> That's I guess a- I
0: don't. I didn't write down the Spanish words. Okay. But yeah, it took, but I, I couldn't figure out what that last word was. I thought it started with a C, but it starts with a G.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah the greek winker all right episode 208 here we go so uh opening shot uh basically a guy in a truck crossing the border <laughs> but what was uh super impressive about it is that it was a four and a half minute long shot like one single camera shot
0: I was yeah I know I even commented on that how the camera follows the truck and like comes around right when it hits the gate it's very well done well choreographed
1: yeah I was I was thinking about like how long did it take them to set that up and I wonder if that's actually at an actual border crossing or if that's at some uh, you know some like fake border cr- crossing they made out in the desert somewhere
0: yeah I don't know maybe uh, maybe we could ask the fail scouts that someday
1: yeah maybe it was pretty impressive though you know not not much happened but. I guess it kind of set the tone, but overall, it, w- it was a pretty uh, pretty intricate and impressive piece of footage, though. That that was well, really, really well
0: done. Yeah, and I was wondering, do they really have, like, the vendors with the popcorn on the sticks at the Mexican border? Like, Yeah. well On your I way mean, out of the country, they're going to sell you stuff on the way out?
1: Yeah, but also, you got to remember, there's a lot of truckers re-entering the United States who have, who have hauled stuff back and forth.
0: That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true, but I just and find it odd that they would allow you to sell some food on the way into the country. You can't even leave California with freaking produce. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good. Or I mean, I had that in Canada. Coming back to America from Canada, mm-hmm. they went through our food, so mm. it's just kind of weird they would sell food on the way into. Well, the country. maybe.
1: Well, if you're in the desert and if you got a long wait, what if there's like a long backup at the station? You know. Or a snack. I don't know.
0: I I, I, I would buy pretty- that if he wasn't two cars back from the, <laughs> from the gate. Yeah, okay. If he was farther down the line, I could see the hey, you're waiting. Eat this bag of popcorn while you're waiting. All and right. then take this Mexican in the back of your truck.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. I, I really like the music choice. I don't know what the piece of music uh was for it, but it was a great music
0: choice. There was some there was some good music throughout this episode, I feel. Mm. It was it's it, it's like getting funkier or it's a. This music was more reminiscent of the vibe when Jimmy started becoming flamboyant mm-hmm. trying to get fired.
1: Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So basically it was a whole four-minute shot to show that the guy driving the truck was uh, innocent and uh, he likes to steal popsicles from
0: his own company.
1: That's 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 pretty much what I got <laughs> out of that.
0: <laughs> well, my what I got out of it was um, whatever he's hauling is fine, but him taking the popsicle was—it's—it's really, it's not about the popsicle. Like, it's a cover up for something. Yeah, you know what I mean I, he doesn't care about the product. He's not really shipping product. He's just trying to get into the country for something.
1: Right. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I get that too. For a minute there, I thought that the tubs of uh, ice cream—I guess they look a lot like the tubs of—I don't. know. Well, no, I guess they didn't think about it. But like maybe like the tubs of chicken grease or something. It was some sort of hint. But um, mm. but no, it was just uh, frozen no, it was good, a frozen mango,
0: Dave. mango popsicle hmm yep and i like Any how the head? cop i like how the cop pops on the side of the car or on the side of the truck too and rides along
1: oh yeah <laughs>
0: yeah like yeah
1: absolutely i was like oh i want that job
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah pull over here pull into this warehouse
1: yep um okay so then uh after four and a half minutes it, the camera finally breaks like the scene finally breaks and it shows like the close-up of a bug which i don't know if that has some sort of insignificance or it's just saying like okay, like this big scene is over now, like moving on. And then um, I think it's it's
0: showing that they're, they're away from the border at this point.
1: Yep. And then the, uh, you know, basically the truck stops in the middle of the desert. He gets out, he uh, pulls his gun, sticks his popsicle stick in the ground. And uh, my wife was like, what's the point of that? I'm like, well, obviously just to show that he's done this several times before.
0: Yeah. He's done it 21 times. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you counted <Yeah.
0: laughs> that's awesome. I counted I counted I was trying to do my Herbert impression too. counted all my popsicles <laughs> but I that's like pretty... how he's exactly one popsicles length away like that's how he knows he's there is when he finishes his popsicle he pulls over
1: oh good call good call I didn't yeah. even put that together but yeah that'd be a good uh, good timing device I guess god nice yeah.
0: As long as you don't encounter the owl from the Tootsie Roll commercials,
1: right? (laughs) But these are popsicles, (laughs) oh yes, not not lollipops.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a bad joke. I was stretching. I saw. I saw where you were going with it,
1: though. I saw where you were going with it, and it's my favorite opening: the tarantula, (laughs) tarantula, Doug. For those of you that haven't heard, last year when this episode appeared, we were at the uh, Dave Cave back in his house where he's currently recording, and his brother Doug was sitting with us, and uh, we just kept explaining the joke about how it was a tarantula walking on a tie, so it became the tarantula. So that's the genesis of that because I know we've probably said it about twenty other times already this season.
0: So. <laughs> I like how you said it was a tarantula walking on a tie. <laughs> yeah, it's a tarantula. <laughs>
1: We head into the episode proper. It's uh, Jimmy and Kim at the Doghouse, which I, I really like the old school feel of the Doghouse. If I ever go to Albuquerque, I'm definitely going to the to the Doghouse. It, well, it combines very, two. It, it, it combines two things that I love: hot dogs and neon animated lighting. So I was gonna say it I,
0: seemed like a very Chicago kind of uh, hot dog joint. You know, those places are all all over Chicago, and I figured they were probably eating some Chicago style dogs. Yeah, maybe. Well,
1: that's probably what explains my affinity for <laughs> for that kind of setup.
0: <laughs> I do love me some Chicago style dogs. But this yeah. goes back to the PWAP episode where we uh discussed Jimmy's answer, and I was right. Expound, please. You said that he would weasel his way out of the situation without answering Kim's question, and uh they're actually celebrating him saying yes. Yeah, yeah. You were you were a hundred percent correct. I
1: I thought he'd take like the shady route, because but no, uh, apparently he agreed to do it. And uh, what better way to celebrate than with a hot dog? The only thing I didn't now it makes me want to when I watch it on AMC. Now it makes me want to see if uh, Jimmy put ketchup on his hot dog because if he did, and <laughs> that is some serious uh, that is some serious um, research error by the by the production team of Better Call Saul.
0: Oh, really? Because Chicago hot dogs are one of my favorite things to ever eat, and I put ketchup on them all the damn time uh you're you are a sinner
1: okay first off okay it was the what was the last week it was the bullshit about you don't eat cold pizza and now you put ketchup on a hot dog what the hell is wrong with you
0: i said i love cold pizza oh
1: i thought you said it wasn't i thought no uh, and
0: apparently i like axle grease dipped in wood chips too (laughs) but (laughs) i I love cold pizza and if i eat a chicago dog no ketchup because it has tomatoes but if I'm right. at a barbecue or something, and you don't have the sport peppers, the celery salt, the chopped onions, and the neon green relish and mustard, I'm putting ketchup on it. Ketchup and mustard. <laughs> I'm not See, letting if I, if- French's bullshit fucking no ketchup marketing campaign affect my food decisions, buddy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so pretty much they're just
1: having as uh, as as I understand it, they're having a discussion about how Kim should quit. She kind of says that she already wrote the letter and. He's just like you. Might as well just finish it, and because it's not over until you actually, you know, put the words out there. I quit.
0: Right, and and get on it now because it's going to be a race for Mesa Verde. Yeah, yeah, called it. So Kim, well, um, one one question I had is she mentions going to we can go to Geronimo. Hmm. Where the hell is that from? Is that anything from before? I have no idea, unless you're like. um getting tossed
1: out of an airplane and somebody wants to be snarky about it <laughs> i have no idea what, i'm pretty uh, sure
0: it's a town or something that they like to visit yeah
1: maybe well we'll have to look it up if anybody out there uh, knows the reference to a geronimo let us know i'll send you a shirt there you go yep kim's in the meeting with howard and uh he seems pretty annoyed that she's even there
0: well he, yeah he, he's he, he's keep it brief
1: Right, yeah, but Keep I mean, he,
0: like, yeah, he's like, "What do you want? Let's get it, Let's get this over with. Let's just do it now."
1: Yeah, absolutely. He, he says he uh, has a great idea why she's there. She hands him the resignation letter. He briefly scans it, and uh, you know, he just basically says that you're going with, uh, you're leaving us for Schweigert and Coakley.
0: Yeah, because he heard it through the grapevine. Right, but then she says,
1: "No, she's um, she's actually striking out on her own." Then his entire disposition changes. Like he actually seems both relieved and happy at the same time it's 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 like every uh, like all the all the weight and pressure of past week events just kind of disappeared from him and it it seemed like he was genuinely happy for her
0: yeah i I like how um well first of all i have to note the word happenstance i wish that word was used more often Mm -hmm, yeah and yeah like you know jimmy quits and you quit it's not just happenstance but it's smart on several counts to partner with him but remain separate
1: Right, absolutely, because uh, you know he has potential, but he does like to fuck things up. So it's good, to, you know, she's pull like you said, pulling resources, but at the same time she's keeping a little distance.
0: Right, right. And ding, yeah. da-ding, ding, da-ding, ding, 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 ding. We got a little break in here. Ding, 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 ding. Update from Tarantula Doug. Uh, <laughs>
1: just like okay,
0: <laughs> Geronimo. He just showed me a Google Maps. Uh, Geronimo is a city north northeast of Albuquerque.
1: Oh, thank you, Doug. <laughs> You know, it's funny. Didn't that same thing happen to the tarantula episode of last season, too? Didn't we have a live a live news interruption last season? <laughs> I think so. Whenever Doug's in the room when I record. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. There's the uh, Geronimo reference. And now uh, nobody gets a T-shirt. So thanks a lot, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was nice to see the two characters clear the air, though. I really like the way this scene plays out with Hamlin because he's so robotic and stiff Mm -hmm. but it's totally you can tell it's starting to really seem like it's just his shell he has to remain even calculating very smart unemotional detached kind of a person Mm -hmm. which is kind of odd because they're in this it's a pretty big deal her leaving hhm and he's just like well and we appreciate it and good luck you know like totally matter of fact yeah yeah
1: and he even says that he's uh he's kind of envious of uh her getting a fresh start because he He feels that in certain ways he did not have that opportunity. He thought he was going to strike out on his own, but his dad. The second Hamlin. Is the second Hamlin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, his dad kind of uh, talked him into sticking with the firm, and so he did. And so he's a little bit envious of uh, Kim for striking out on her own. Exactly. So it was a very nice humanizing uh, moment for uh, old Howard Hamlin.
0: Yeah, and then uh, also as soon as she left the room, as soon as the door closed, you hear him just over the intercom, "Get me uh get me Mesa Verde on the phone."
1: Right, yeah, and then it's time to haul <laughs> Kim Hall's ass back to her office so she can call Paige from Mesa Verde. <laughs> uh then we see Mike, he's uh staking out Hector's meeting place.
0: Uh what was the, the name of the restaurant, Dave? The Greek Winker. The English Greek translation. W- Greek Winker. <laughs> yes. Well, there's, and, uh, a, there's, a, there's a little cartoon uh, next to the name of a little ice cream cone winking at you. Oh, yeah. Greek, nice. Greek, so, ice, so Greek ice cream's a thing. Yeah, apparently. Like Greek yogurt.
1: That's what I was thinking. So Mike's taking out Hector's place, and uh, we see the truck driver from the opening, and I was a little confused. Well, I didn't know what was going on because at first, I, I, I guess with the opening, I had somehow assumed that the, the truck driver was part of Mike's deal. Mm.
0: No, I thought this, he was part of Hector's deal.
1: See, I thought he was, bra- I thought Mike, it would be revealed that Mike brought some sort of outside guy because, you know, they already had a, you know, a, I guess they were already the aggressors towards Mike, right? And he took responsibility for the gun. So when I see this guy come from Mexico, stop and grab a gun, and then I see Mike pull up and uh, he's like staking out the greek winker <laughs> you know what i mean i was like right. i was yeah. like oh shit mike mike brought an inside guy or somebody from another cartel to come you know to come extract his uh, revenge but no or no what I- appa- apparently no because the the truck pulls up and uh you know he delivers food and such but then after that pretty much nothing happens except for mike takes notes and takes a drink of his thermos
0: well i like how for one he's delivering products right at closing time but mm-hmm. before closing time, it's yeah, like, oh, probably one last call it's for like, alcohol. Well, I was going to say, it's almost like, hey, all the week's supply is here, so let's shut it down. Like <laughs> 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 It seemed kind of, I figured he'd wait till after the place was closed to make his delivery. But then, <laughs> yeah, as soon as he does his delivery, close yeah. the place down, and uh, Hector shows up. Yeah. And then. And Mike grabs uh, his plate. He writes down the license plate number
1: yeah then that's that's pretty much the scene not not a lot going on it's just kind of like oh there's some bad guys and we're done
0: so yeah mike's mike's scenes are like they're very very short scenes that set up to a big scene
1: yeah yeah it's very it's, it's very methodical but the I guess I was still working on the theory that that was Mike's guy, and then when he drove off, I'm like, "Oh, my like, what what happened? I thought somebody was gonna <laughs> die or something, like what's going on so <laughs> my, my theory
0: my theory was that uh, basically the whole gun thing was just he protects himself, um he's running something else, he's not just running the ice cream, yeah, you know.
1: okay, well, I guess we'll see people Kim meets Kim meets with uh Kevin Page from Mesa Verde and pretty much pitches herself to be their representative and basically trying to steal them back from HHM where she brought them to, to begin with. So she's attempted to take them with her.
0: Yeah. She's getting them the hard sell, the, uh, individual attention. You will, you will be my only client. So you get hundred percent of my attention. Sell, so.
1: and, uh, everything seems to go. Okay. Everything seems to go well. Um, She's she after this she goes and meets Jimmy at their uh, potential office. But I did like uh, Paige, how her pretty much her whole her whole role is uh, she doesn't say anything, but she's very good with the facial expressions and such that that yeah. kind of tell the story. You know she's she's uh, you know like like yeah right on like keep going like this is good
0: <laughs> right yeah <laughs> you
1: know what I mean like she's like all right my friends my friends is doing well like keep it moving keep it moving. That is a good point, Brian. That is a good yep. point. Yep. Shows up, uh, you know, Kim shows up in the days at the uh dentist office that Jimmy found to rent, which I actually thought was pretty smart. I didn't think much about it during the first viewing, but on the second viewing, I was like, huh, that's a good point. Soundproof office. So, like, the dentist drilling and stuff, you can't hear the other yeah. dentist in the other office. But, yeah, that I could see the benefits that that would have for an attorney at law. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's a and- pretty – the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? That's a pretty damn clever choice.
0: <laughs> and I like how it's two offices mirrored, so they still have their separate but together thing going on. Right.
1: I picked up on that. I picked up on that. It was – uh, but Kim is, like, kind of despondent and weird, and and Jimmy asked a realtor to leave. And at first it seems like she didn't get it, but then yeah. she tells him that that she thinks it went okay. And uh, I kind of like that because I guess it was like – uh. Yeah, you know, I guess I could interpret that her character was just feeling like, like, oh, holy shit, this is happening. Like, this is real now. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, this is. I was actually, uh, uh, Tarantula Doug and I were discussing it. I thought she was going to say that it was a good thing, the off, ner- the nervousness and the being off. And he said that she didn't get it. And it, it, it was played out well because it left you guessing. And uh, I turned out to be right because I like to toot my own horn. Yeah. <laughs> I like, uh, I like how she's like, well, you know, the, the,
1: the they didn't say for sure that I got it, but I'm pretty sure I did, because when they were leaving, like, Kim gave me, like, the thumbs up, and it wasn't even, like, a regular thumbs up, it was, like, the double barrel thumbs up. Yeah, double barrel. <laughs> and, I, and I I do like how she did, like, the sound effect. she was like, poof, poof, like that.
0: Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> like she, <laughs> it's kind of a cute moment. I liked it, I liked it. Chuck's waiting for Ernesto, or Ernesto but uh, Howard Hamlin shows up, and... Uh, He lets the Chuckster know that uh, Mesa Verde is pretty much, he's pretty sure that they're dumping HHM to go with Kim. And uh, he seems kind of astonished for a couple reasons, but mainly it seems like he's like really surprised that Kim can make it on her own. And then he kind of goes into he's surprised that she is leaving to work on her own. And that it'll be with Jimmy, but, like, it seemed to me the natural reaction was, like, he w- he was surprised that she could do it by herself.
0: I didn't really get that, honestly. I just kind of thought that he just was, like, she, she could do it, and mm-hmm. he's not really surprised by it. More surprised that she's going with Jimmy, but then kind of, like, surprised but not surprised. Right, like, I feel like, well,
1: I mean, a lot was dropped on him right there. Yeah, at the moment, you know, and like he,
0: first he finds out that they might which be, which is a great way for me to put my next joke. The episode's, <laughs> the episode's called Fifi. Fifi uh-huh. was a B 29 bomber, and right. bombs are being dropped all over the place in this episode. <laughs> <That's> so <lame. laughs>
1: ah, okay, so <laughs> about that joke. <laughs> I love how you said it was a joke before you made the joke. (laughs) It makes me wish we had a joke alert that happens
0: approximately five seconds before any joke is made. (laughs) Joke coming. Joke coming. (sighs) so anyway yeah so i don't know i got i guess how i feel that that
1: went down is um you know he he was hit with a lot so first howard shows up and er, instead of ernesto and he's like oh we're losing like this big-ass account we just got and uh they're going with kim who's uh who's quitting to go uh you know not for schweikert and coakley she's quitting to go off on her own it's like what and they're like no with with your brother like what the fuck like you know what i mean like that's yeah that's a that's a lot to swallow at once so that's just kind of how i took it he's like what kim's on her how is kim on her own with my brother because he even says like the man is a svengali (laughs) he's a svengali
0: well here's something that just popped into my old noggin then um do you think that chuck gets all sick because he spent too much time in the office or do you think that it's all this news that made him that way like why he reacted so bad because he seemed to be kind of doing fine and they're talking about how he spent more and more time in the office and overdoing it but he seemed fine up until all them bombs got dropped on him
1: well i mean i guess at his core i mean it could all be just stress related <laughs> you know what i mean like right his brother I'm, probably stresses
0: I'm, him out his i'm just kind of harping on this whole thing that it, it, it that chuck is is reacting to things around him but it's not electromagnetic waves but it's oh yeah no. stuff around him
1: Yeah, I I, I totally agree. Howie says that he's going, I keep calling him Howie, even though it's Howard. I don't think anybody's on the
0: show. You've always called him Howie.
1: Yeah, and nobody on the show does, but that's okay. I'm going to stick with that. So Howie, (laughs) because that's how I would call him if I was his buddy. I'd be like, Howie. So anyway, (laughs) uh, Howie, Howard, whatever, uh, you know, basically says that he's going to try to make like a Hail Mary pass and try to keep him. And try to retain him, but he's not really sure with compliance law. It's not a strong suit. So he's actually asking for pointers. And then uh, Chuck just kind of becomes Batman and marches out of the room and goes get
0: his, his suit ready. But not his super suit. No, not the yeah. line suit. He grabs a normal suit. Yeah, he, he wants to about give up the, the total impression that he is not crazy.
1: Yeah, he, he, <laughs> that was awesome. Like I, he thought about it, but then yeah, he went with the normal suit and. He even said, "Yeah, well, it, almost exactly what you said. Yeah, the impression, you know, they they, they want to appear professional and not <laughs> crazy,
0: right?" That's like Which, the time when Super in Superman Two when he lost his powers, then he went to go fight the guy and he got his ass whooped,
1: right? <laughs> Which made me love the next scene even more because it, it cuts to the meeting day with the car pulling up in the alley, and then we see Chuck pacing in the office with a space blanket, but not in the suit. You know, everything is still on, just like you said, the lights, the phones, and all that but he's pacing in his office with uh with the space blanket and then when it was go time he dropped the blanket much like a boxer like dropster like robe right before he got out yeah that's what I was <laughs> I was going to draw that
0: analogy yeah, yeah. It, it was like go time
1: you know what i mean like like you got to respect that
0: <laughs> that's right he's got his 50 cent plane in the background he's got his trainers mm-hmm. you know hyping him up absolutely absolutely you know and it's like you slap your face a little bit, you get pumped, you get
1: ready to go, you get psyched, you get the blood flowing. Yeah, he he was ready to rock and he was on point. Uh I did like as he was descending the stairs though. He he was definitely descending the stairs with purpose, but I liked it the employees that he passed all had to pause for a second and be like, What the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like why like why is he here and walking out and about amongst amongst us with, and we you know, like I didn't have to hand in my phone today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, they they startled. Uh, yeah, the the whatever. Yep. I'm just gonna reiterate what you said. Oh.
1: Yeah, so he's he's uh, they're on point. They're in the boardroom and uh, they they kind of.
0: I don't know if it's the old switcheroo, but it's that's it's the I, undersell. I it's it's yeah. it's like it's the backhanded. I don't know what you would call it. It's like a backhanded undersell because you're like, oh yeah. yeah, this is this is a great option. This is a great option. I'm sure he knows, and and then you're pointing out his flaws yeah yeah you talk them up at the
1: same time like oh yeah, yeah. No, that's a great idea you should probably go with the younger smarter uh new person to the game they'll have a lot of energy i mean you know they might not know x y and z you know like we do right we know a lot about it but d- don't worry it's cool like that kind of thing
0: <laughs> but it's it's not even that like it, he's not even saying she doesn't know it. he's saying she probably does know it but in a way that makes you think that she doesn't know it like yeah, it's like so it. shady <laughs> it's yeah. so jimmy
1: so but I mean it wasn't completely lost what he was doing because uh uh Kevin from uh Mesa Verde even says, Okay, I get your point, but right, right. you know, he goes into it and then that's when they make the heart sell, well, that's exactly the reason why you should stay with us. You know, they kinda kinda pulled back on it a little bit. So it, He accepted him.
0: He made him think it was his idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, like uh like how he says uh when they're standing there watching him leave, you know, that was that was pretty good. Like, well played.
0: Batman on top of his game.
1: <laughs> there you go. Batman saved Gotham City, and Robin was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy and the uh, the filmmaking nerds uh, uh, appear with an old guy on an airfield, and apparently the old guy is Fudge, which I love that nickname. It just I don't know. Something about it just made me really crack up, and they're like,
0: Fudge. Major... <laughs> Major Theodore Fudge Talbot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause he he what his wife sent him fudge on the battlefield. Is that what it was? <laughs>
0: Something like that. He'd always get care packages yeah. of fudge.
1: Yeah, you okay, so that's what makes Jimmy uh that's what makes Jimmy so smooth is that he has backstories, but his backstories are so like plausibly lame that they seem uber realistic.
0: Right. Like my jokes
1: right <laughs> right like like squat cobbler that's so lame and stupid but it's just lame yeah. it's just lame and stupid enough that it could it could happen like that it's feasible and that's and it's, uh, it's, that's it's just,
0: very it just it, it does kind of seem like our demographic like that's the sense of humor that we have around the old northern illinois midwest area yeah you totally know? i think that's some hometown flavor
1: yep i squat like uh cobbler <laughs> fudge was uh Uh, he, apparently Jimmy defended him before and, uh, fudge was, uh, busted for public masturbation, which was total bullshit, mind you. And I (laughs) try to think back, I try to think back if it showed Jimmy defending him, it didn't. But when he first went to the public defender's office in season one, I'm pretty sure that one of the cases that he was going to be handed was a public masturbation case. And didn't he... Didn't he in Breaking Bad like when he first met Jesse and Walt? Didn't he, when uh, Badger? Yeah, there you go. He sits down and he just has like a stack of people from the from the uh, DA's office. Oh, what he has the wrong case. Yeah, and he had the wrong case, and he was like, "All right, you're in for public masturbation." It's like, "What? No!" Like, <laughs> ah, so this, so maybe, maybe uh, the timelines are congruent, and Old Fudge was the person actually uh, who was in trouble for public masturbation so i like how uh you know they they convince the uh the air force men to go get them water jimmy like chokes them or hits them in the neck or something and causes them to choke and that's how they set up for the air force men to go get water and then they kind of put their plan in place where they're actually doing like a a photo shoot for a commercial and jimmy gives them the backstory and i love how fudge is uh when jimmy says one thing about the uh, incorrect about the backstory fudge is now indignant and corrects him that they fought the Japanese in the Pacific, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, and I hey, was like, B- "Wait, did this, he- he's right."
0: B twenty nines were used in the. Uh, I just watched the entire World War II in Color documentary. Uh huh. So yeah, the B twenty nines were the Pacific warfare where they were dropping bombs.
1: I was well, I was. I, at first, I was like, oh, did Fudge actually fight in the war? That's what I thought. But then I realized that the Air Force men told that entire story <laughs> beforehand, and then Jimmy messed it up, and he's like, uh, no, this machine <laughs> fought in the Pacific against the Japanese.
0: Oh, I didn't even realize that he already told that whole story.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the Air Force men was talking about uh, about uh, the airplane and, uh, and its significance. Which- so Fudge was— was actually listening, and Jimmy wasn't. And Fudge corrected Jimmy when they were when he was trying to give him directions on how to pose for the commercial. Ah, uh,
0: gotcha. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. So I like it. He's giving him instructions. He's like, you know, you're you're a hero. <laughs> not not that big of a hero, but you know, like look off. Like there's <laughs> eagles over there. And I do like it when the air forceman comes back with backup. And uh, Jimmy's first reaction is, uh, you know, this isn't a problem, but it's actually, they just want to take a picture with a war hero. Right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I kind of figured, I kind of figured he was coming out for a photo op. And then I was not surprised by the cheers or cheese. I was not surprised by the cheese. Is he not supposed to talk?
1: Wait, what?
0: When the major fudge says cheese. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because he's not supposed to talk but he got wrapped up in the moment and he's just like
1: "tries, yeah so (laughs) so 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 awesome so awesome
0: (laughs) so i know okay you gave me a bunch of crap about my dropping bombs thing but they really came in this scene because i started thinking about the b-29 bombing the pacific and then i was like well the b-29 is what dropped the atom bomb oh and i was like well, Kim is about to get a huge bomb dropped on her. Like, I, I'm not really stretching that far. That's really where I thought like, where, where they were. Oh, like, look at you. A little thing. Because, yeah, like that was the biggest bomb of the show was Kim was so excited about getting the gig, mm-hmm. and then it got pulled out from under her. Like, that's a... Yeah, devastated, man. Like, literally, that she was got... the dropping an atom bomb on her, and I started thinking right, about yeah. the Enola Gay, and the Enola Gay was a B-29 bomber.
1: Your uh, literary correlation... Is on point, my friend.
0: Well, I just wanted to make up for my lack of Breaking Bad knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I got to bring something you're, to the table. You're so bitter. You're so bitter about that. <laughs> no, I'm just addressing it. Just addressing uh, <laughs> it. <laughs> we see
1: Kim's kind of bummed out. She's sitting in front of the uh, dentist's office, kind of like uh, Hiroshima
0: after an atom bomb got dropped on it. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny cuz we won. <laughs> <laughs> and she's smoking much like her Hiroshima after we dropped it a on Obama. <laughs> uh
1: yeah, Kim's bummed out, you know, Jimmy shows up and uh she's now a little unsure of herself. She had something there. She was ready to go and and now she doesn't. She 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 was all gung ho, you know, she had security, but but that was all just like taken away from her.
0: Right, yeah, that and, was a, a, a- it was income it was starting a business with a client
1: right which is a big Absolutely, deal you know and uh, it it was a nice moment you know she asked jimmy um hey do you still want to do this and he just reassures her like yeah <laughs> like well, yeah first it he was like this, wait wait like this changes the lease? nothing <laughs> yeah changes nothing exactly and i could totally relate to that cuz when my wife and i we we uh we have a business in in chicago and we ran into a bunch of difficulties just because uh, this city is the most business unfriendly city ever, but mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot of difficulties. And there was a point after spending all the time and money and, you know, moving all the way across the country to do it and uh, getting it ready. You know, there was, I, I could totally relate to that. Cause there is a time where you just kind of like sit there and you just keep getting like uh you know, like obstacle after obstacle and failure and it just keeps happening and you're losing money and you know, and then, like, you know, there was a point where my wife said to me, she's like, you know, am, am I making a mistake? Should I just go work for somebody else? You know, and I was like, no. Like, this is fucking happening. Right, <laughs> yeah. Much, this is pretty much what I said to her. I go, look, we're a team. We got this. <laughs> like, it, it's happening, you know? And so, like, that, that was just uh, as me and Chris, Chris who's my wife— you know, as me and her were kind of watching that, we both just kind of smiled at each other because it was something that we could totally relate to. Cause, like, yeah, that, that, almost that exact scenario happened to us. You know, you get, you start feeling yeah. the doubt and the uh, severity of the situation. You know, it's, it's totally normal to reel back and be like, you know, what the fuck are we doing? You know, but and then, you know, you, you just, you just kind of have to go for it. You got to step off the ledge.
0: Yeah. As, as a, as a freelance audio engineer, I have that conversation in the mirror every morning. I don't have another person to pick me up. I gotta talk to myself.
1: <laughs> what bullshit! I'm like your biggest fan, Dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're my um, Kim. You're
0: you're my Jimmy. You're the Jimmy to my yeah, Kim. Exactly. Yeah, um, you, you have a lot of gyms that you're, or you have a lot of Kims that you're always trying to pick up. That's a,
1: that's okay. I'm a big guy. I can carry the weight. <laughs> um. So we get another Mike following Hector scene. He's still following Hector, <laughs> but now.
0: I don't know why. I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> just the way you said it. Yep, so we got another Mike following Hector scene. And,
1: uh, you know, this time he follows him to a warehouse. And the guy in the in the truck from the beginning and from earlier shows up again. And uh, still nothing happened, but Mike's still doing research. So
0: there's that. <laughs> well, like, I get- well i mean he's watching the only thing i took from this is that was hector outside smoking a cigarette right
1: yeah well uh yeah yeah so exa- he's gonna okay. get
0: so that's the reason he's got the oxygen mask in the wheelchair and breaking bad he's got emphysema that answers that question <laughs> <laughs> and um mike is hiding literally in plain sight like if that like how yeah, that- what <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. It's like all Hector had to do was like
1: look to the right, or like swat a fly, or even flick a cigarette in that direction, and he's gonna see Mike there. Mike was not yeah. not hidden at all.
0: Yeah, I think that was a little bit of suspension of disbelief to kind of show visually, you know. Yeah. I, I now, can see you. You can't see me, but um, he's uh, yeah. All he had do was like look.
1: Like I, I get it. I get what they're going for. You know, Mike is being very methodical. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he's learning patterns and what Hector wants to do. Cause he, cause he's, he's smart about his vengeance, right? Like it's just, uh, I, I mean, not really much to talk about other than Mike's just, uh, garnering details, I guess.
0: Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's all these little scenes that, that you add up and then he's going to have a a big scene later, like that inter- altercation with Tuco and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And now we're at my favorite scene of the episode. Jimmy shows up at Chuck's house. Chuck is all, uh. Chucked up on the couch, Jimmy takes advantage and starts going through his paperwork. And I was like, oh, that's nice. You know what? They're at odds. But maybe Jimmy sees this as an opportunity to pay Chuck back for taping all of his shredded paper together in episode one. But uh, no, that's not happening at all. Pretty much. He goes to Kinko's and he starts uh, switching addresses on paperwork.
0: He's uh, committing some pretty major felonies. <laughs> yeah. Uh he must have been
1: really confident that Chuck was going to be asked out for a few hours because I, even what you okay so like sometimes when something's really tedious to me like and I have to do it like it, it's almost like my knuckles start hurting mm-hmm. like does that make sense like i get like yeah. this weird feeling in my hands like come on man <laughs> like hurry up or like like oh it's like have you ever tried to put a wi- a pin in the uh in, in your watch band you know, and you're just like, it's so oh, tiny, God, or yes. you know, and like my knuckles start hurting because it's so like, like tedious and I, I don't know something about it. That's how I felt during this scene, this watching him like scrape the letters and like paste them with the tip of the, of the X-Acto knife. I was just like, oh, <laughs> like something about it just, <laughs> just drove me, just drove me a little crazy. But, uh, it, it was like, I, I like the scene. I like how absolutely bored the overnight printing guy was. Right. Uh, the music. Yeah. You know,
0: I think yeah. that music was, it sounds like the same band from the intro. It, it very may well have been. Uh, Dave Porter mentioned in my interview with him, you should, should go back and listen to that, that uh, the in, the intro song is from a band from England, and this song sounded exactly, maybe it's the same song. Maybe it's a continuation, man. But yeah, definitely the same band, and it's just it's more of the music with kind of an odd vibe to it, which yeah. I like. Yeah, It's, it's cool. I like it a lot. And it, actually, he
1: pretty much what Jimmy's doing is he's he's changing the address from twelve sixty
0: one Rosella Drive to twelve sixteen Rosella Drive,
1: right? On all these,
0: um, which I took as is a, it's going to make all these papers ve- uh, void, right? And B, which he doesn't know this, but Chuck sold uh, Mesa Verde on attention to detail and knowing. And making sure that everything's done properly and now there's a whole bunch of paperwork that's done improperly
1: right it, yeah, exactly and it, it makes them look absolutely incompetent like it makes them look like a dumbass <laughs> that's exactly right yeah so yep. I uh the way that whole scene was put together man i I don't know for some reason ever since the wacky wave inflatable arm flailing too man uh, <laughs> well I guess that was only like last week, but for some reason there's been like like two really well edited montages in this one episode yeah. you know what i mean or like like there was the single shot truck and then now now this little montage of him um messing up the paperwork at the uh, 24 hours uh i i guess printing place i i called it a kinko's but one of my employees the other day reminded me that that no longer exists when i kept telling him to go to the kinko's
0: oh. he, he <laughs> thought it
1: was he thought it was like a burger joint, and I'm like, "No, man, the Kinkos." And he's like, "Well, why do I got to take this paperwork to the Kinkos? Like, do I got to like look for something?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's right. It's like FedEx now. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, FedEx it's FedEx Pre-
0: Kinkos. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. So anyway, so I I don't know what the name of this uh, particular place was. Uh, first off, I've never seen one that was open 24 seven, so that was kind of nice. Oh,
0: yeah, but, Kink- Kinkos would be. Would Back it be? in be the day?
1: Oh, okay. I believe Kinkos well, were 24. Oh, nice. Well either way, I just really enjoyed the whole setup of uh the whole setup of that
0: whole shot. And the whole, whole time scene. I'm I'm thinking to myself, Jimmy making copies. No oh. fortune <laughs> documents. <laughs> <laughs> doing to do <doing> the Chuckster. <laughs> uh, Rob I just, Schneider. I just watched Rob's T V show on Netflix i didn't know he had a tv show oh god his real life wife plays his wife in the show and she's a producer and she should probably stick to producing because she's not a good actress is
1: this like a new show is this like a new like netflix show or yeah it's a
0: sitcom based on him like he plays himself and oh funny like one episode he hires his stalker to be his assistant because his stalker knows his schedule anyway (laughs) oh that's awesome
1: okay now i gotta look at it
0: then he quits because he he can't be his assistant he he's more comfortable stalking him
1: gotcha okay okay now i want to (laughs) watch
0: it that's awesome
1: there's a lot of bad jokes in it yeah uh eventually chuck wakes up um you know and jimmy kind of confronts him he says what the fuck man like you couldn't just let kim have mesa verde you had to go steal it back like you wouldn't even had it if it wasn't for her to begin with Mm -hmm. and Uh, kind of an odd moment chuck simultaneously brushes him off but thanks him at the same time well
0: you mentioned chuck's response that he's not stealing he's retaining his own client
1: right yeah which i guess is technically true
0: (laughs) spoken like a spoken like a true lawyer (laughs) right but then jimmy said well well, kim brought you the client in the first place chicken or the egg right (laughs) exactly and uh Chuck, just kind of brushes him off. He's
1: like, essentially, he's just like, look, man, I got a shower and uh, I I just not going to fight with you today. Right. But at the same time, thanks for looking out for me. And I know we got our issues. But if it was if the shoe was on the other foot, like I would do the same for you. Yeah, that's essentially not quite verbatim, but that's pretty much what he said.
0: (laughs) Is that a trope? Would you consider that a trope? The whole like I did something shitty to you and you don't know it yet. And then you sit there and say something nice to me. And now I feel bad because you're about to.
1: Yeah, at first at first you I know. thought it was a trope, but then I I was thinking about what I feel Chuck's character is and I was like oh, that's pretty goddamn insincere. He's just saying that to manipulate Jimmy. He's not saying that for any like I, I saw it as more of a manipulative tool than it was like a diffusing tool. Uh-huh. You know what I
0: mean? I I saw like, it as more because, of, I thought as Jim- sincere. Well, oh, go ahead and finish your thought.
1: No, cuz Jimmy's Jimmy's face at well, that's exactly why cuz Jimmy's face afterward it was like now he was he was like Thinking about that, like that held some weight with him, and he he was thinking about that. But everything we know about Chuck is that he's he's a pretty good manipulator. So I thought he was Chuck was still you know fuck Chuck right like he's still right. being a well, dick. Okay, and he's well playing I- him, he's playing him like a violin,
0: you know. I thought that too, and this is something I I uh, tarantula Doug and I spoke about because I was like I said something that that effect, and then Doug was like, well, he would do the same for Jimmy. He got him out of jail. He put him through law school. Got him a job. Took him to Albuquerque. Like he was always looking out for jimmy and then i was like well then but not now because now he, he's been repeatedly saying he has no respect for jimmy mm-hmm. you know but he doesn't know mm-hmm. that jimmy just did all this to his documents so that's why i took it as the whole like it was sincere and now it's just one more thing that's gonna get on jimmy's conscience and make him feel a bad feel bad <laughs> that's a you know that's a mean? great point
1: yeah kind of like right, the well, that's-
0: main thing where was like you know for what it's worth you're a nice guy well i think you're an asshole you know it's like Damn it, oh I God. fucked up again to somebody that appreciates what yeah, I'm doing. okay.
1: All right, excellent point. All right, I like that. I like that. We'll have to see how it plays out. So then we head into the hotly debated garden hose scene where we learn that uh, Mike's granddaughter is familiar with fractions,
0: and that's about it. <laughs> that's what we learned. <laughs> <laughs> well, she wants to learn how to use a power tool. Right, yeah, I guess
1: uh, she's not quite a big girl. Hold on one sec.
0: Yeah, this is the scene you and I and Billy talked about on Plop. Uh What was the exact point of this hose? And um, you said it was something sinister. I said it was maybe to just water his bushes, which is the excuse that he gave. Right. And Billy said it was a sprinkler for Kaylee's birthday party or something. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like it led us to think we were all right at one point. <laughs> but, but it turns out you my friend
1: right yeah right. he's he's putting uh like four inch nails through it and apparently is what will be some kind of uh maybe like a spike strip yeah that's what i wrote <laughs> down yeah a spike strip or he's gonna yeah. whip it at his face no
0: nah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> which would be which would be way more badass
0: <laughs> so he'd get medieval on his ass absolutely but yeah spike strip so i'm thinking spike strip for the truck he's gonna stop that truck and take out that guy and and get through things that way oh and then like use it as uh
1: to get closer access to hector
0: yeah i'm i'm, I'm, I'm speculating here but that's where i think first impression um right yeah because you wouldn't that's- use four inch spikes for a car right
1: that you well know. that's what uh that's uh that's pretty much where
0: I was going with that too. So. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you're gonna go. He take out Tio's car.
1: No, no. I thought he was gonna take out the truck, and then something was gonna. You know, he was gonna use the truck for. There was way too much setup for it to be as simple as Mike put nails through a hose to stop Hector's car. Right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like he's he's gonna drive the too truck much to the drop off point or something. Because
1: right. how hard would it be just to like pop the tires on Hector's car when he's parked somewhere.
0: (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's, (laughs) there's,
1: there's, there's something way more to it. And it obviously has to do with the truck because they're they spent the first four and a half minutes of the episode (laughs) filming the truck entering the country. Exactly. Yep. All right, Dave. So, uh,
0: total thoughts on, uh, episode two Oh eight overall. Good camera work. Really good camera work. Even like the shot where Chuck or where Jimmy pulls up to Chuck's house. That little camera angle, I thought that was, I had to mention that. And mm-hmm. the Breaking Bad style music when he's scoping out the Greek winker. Did you notice that too? Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Very reminiscent of Breaking Bad. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it, uh, as trends dictate, next next episode's going to be crazy, but I don't know where to go. I honestly am not sure, because uh, Jimmy's talking Kim into sticking with the plan. Maybe they'll get more into that or something.
1: Yeah, for me it was, uh, it was like while I like the slow burn on, on the first viewing, it seemed like uh, it was a little slower than I, I typically like. Like it was just like like it ended, and I was like, oh, okay, well there there was that, like cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, but like on the second viewing, on the second viewing, I liked it a little bit more, and I appreciated like the uh, the paperwork scene a little bit more. But uh, I, there's still. You know, a decent amount of it where, like, once again, not a bad episode by any stretch of the imagination, but it wasn't something that made me be like, oh, man, that was pretty clever or awesome. It was just kind of more like, oh, OK, so that's what that's what happens between the uh, drama. <laughs> like, like, Oh, that, that's what goes on in the normal everyday life of these people.
0: Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was no, no I, real. I thought there was some pretty big stuff. I mean, Kim lost the Kim went through a lot this episode. She experienced the ultimate high and the ultimate low. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, started questioning. She's always been kind of questioning.
1: I guess, I guess for me, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't a bad episode by any means, but I, I think out of the eight that we've seen so far, it, for me personally, it was the weakest out of the eight that we've seen so far. Like I would rank out of eight, it would definitely rank eighth out of the eight that we've seen so far.
0: I would play six or seven. Okay. Probably. Fair enough. But yeah, it's fair enough. It's um, I but I I was expecting this. That's why I said that in preview the prior that uh, this one's gonna set up the mm-hmm. crazy episode. So it's just it's yep. laying the foundation, and I'm expecting a lot of things with Mike next episode. Also, since it's been yep. so many short scenes, it's gonna be a big one with Mike coming up.
1: Yeah, well, what do you guys think? That's uh, me and Dave's opinion of episode 208 of Better Call Saul. Make sure to let us know what you think on our website. It's saulgoodman.com, on Facebook, on Twitter, or however you'd like to do it. Big thanks to all the people that have uh, given us the great reviews on iTunes. Please keep that up if you haven't done a review do it. Uh, thanks to the one or two people that crossed over and gave us a good review on nothing important. That also helps us. You can find us at uh, nothing important where Dave and I chat with folks that are more important and famous than we'll ever be. And of course we'll be back here next week for episode 209 where Dave is going to see if his prediction or what sources Dave, where all that comes true, where the episode before the last episode of the season is the crazy one right Dave that is correct All right, folks so we'll see you next week thank you for listening keep spreading the word keep checking out nothing important podcasts and keep participating on Twitter I have a small handful of t-shirts left I think most of them are breaking bad but I have a small handful of t-shirts left that I will be looking to send out because I gotta get this box of shirts out of my house
0: Dave Um, wheelchair dolly (laughs) <laughs> I wrote that down. I wanted to mention the wheelchair dolly, and I never did. Hey, hey, it's all good, man. See you next week. It's all
1: good, man. Hey, hey, it's all good, man. So